that email I sent you with all those puns in it. Oh, not the puns, but the 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 jokes. And it's like wife says to her husband, I'm tired of you talking behind my back and pushing me around. And her husband goes, what do you expect? You're in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> Gaming. Drop the gaming. Drop the gaming. Drop the gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Drop Bear Gaming, episode thirty-eight. It's nice to be back. For those who haven't heard me for quite a while, I, uh, I've uh, been off wandering the land from my lounge chair, um, and, and uh, I'm back to host and say g'day, and joining me is a full cast, so I thought I'd uh, take the reins yet again, haven't for a while, so I will now introduce the gang. Susie, how are you? I'm fabulous, as always. <laughs> as always, that's right, that's what we count on. So I'm otherwise... super happy you're there, though, like it's, it's about bloody time we had an episode with you, so, you know, <laughs> that alone just, you know... It would I have rainbows day. and sunshine and, you know, fluffy kittens, all that fun stuff, so. <laughs> fluffy kittens are fun, aren't they? Um, <laughs> when, you, when you punt them. <laughs> oh. I was going to leave that up to everybody's imagination, but uh, Matt's gone there. Um, and obviously that was Matt that you've just heard, so how are you, Matt? I am very well and tired, well tired. Very well and tired. That's fair enough. Better than being sick and tired. Yeah, actually, 30,000 people at EB Expo and none of them made me sick. Suck it. Didn't even use, <laughs> didn't even use hand sanitizer. Yeah, I'm from, <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Brisbane, mate. I walk, the, the air here is thick with... Um, yeah, stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the gaps, everyone. <laughs> it's full of no. sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> Happiness and fluffy and cats being punted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, last but definitely not least, probably the most, we've got Timmy. How are you, Hello. mate? Hello. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. yeah it's all How about right. yourself? Are you well and tired or? Yeah, work's um, work's been a bit stressful. My health hasn't been the best, but uh, otherwise, gaming life has been pretty sweet. I reckon. Well, that's what we are here for, uh, to discuss gaming lives. So thanks for bringing us back onto track, because otherwise we'd be talking punting cats all night. Um, so this is the week <laughs> now after EB Expo, and uh, our, our good roaming reporter, Matt, was on the scene down in Sydney. Um, Putting in the hard yards, asking the tough questions. Right. Exactly. <laughs> really sticking it to the men. I mean, to the man. Where's the toilet? <laughs> he said hard. <laughs> why, why are your burritos so expensive? Where's the beer? <laughs> How why much was a burrito? On me? A burrito was, I don't know, I think I paid nine bucks for a fucking chicken wrap. What so that was good. And what? then I went, so to a, coming? I went to a bar across the road and was paying $9.50 for schooners of beer. So oh. whatever. <laughs> I was That's living good. large, mate. You were. Well, so how'd you hitchhike back? Uh, bummed a seat in a taxi. Nice. 
That's the way to do it. Every time they look in the rearview mirror, just go, I'm not here, dude. Just keep driving. Yeah. I'll just jump out when it's when I'm close enough to where I'm going. Don't worry about it. Don't even need to stop. Just, that's all right. Just pull up next door to my house. The trick is I'll land on my face. I like a catch. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll right. land on a fluffy kitten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we do have plenty to talk about this week. Um, yeah, as I said, Matt's been uh, playing all the new releases, all the games that everyone else in Sydney at the, the weekend had a chance to have a look at. Um, actually, and we do... actually, can I can I just interject momentarily, please? By all means, please. I have a feeling that the remainder of this episode is going to be all about the EB Expo. I have one word and a number to say, and that is Borderlands Two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands 2. Is that hyphen? That also happened. Yes, it did. Yeah. It, happened. <laughs> it happened a lot. I feel like you guys... I thought you meant, should, it, you meant it did get hyphened. You guys, should, um, you guys should do a, a quick review. Hit us. Oh, We've got, got, you got five seconds. Quick? Um, Two minutes. <laughs> oh, that was it. Yeah, wait, so wait, wait. That, that's yeah. our thoughts on Borderlands, everyone. What that's do you right. think? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Matt actually, was we're probably going to have to cut that whole bit out. So <laughs> I'm bored, so obviously everyone else would be by now. <laughs> no, yeah, so it's called us. Borderlands, man. It's about being bored. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And just roaming the land. See, the listeners, our puns are quality, quality <laughs> puns. <laughs> I'm I'm going to develop a new game called Law and Order Lands. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun. These are their stories. <laughs> and you get Motti's name? M- Munts? M- uh, yeah. Munch. 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 Yeah, Munch Runs has to be lunch. An iced tea. <laughs> an iced tea. And it's lots of Moncheros. The original gangster over there. Right. So Borderlands 2 is pretty good. It's not perfect, but it's actually, really good. So actually, in the words of Ice T, when it comes to Borderlands, it'd be a matter of I've got these motherfucking guns and I've got these guns and these guns. <laughs> hey, you guys didn't tell me we were getting Ice T on the show today. I know. Where did that come from? <laughs> wow, it's a cop killer. Sorry, I meant drinking iced tea. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sweet. You know what I thought was really funny, and it pisses me off. Sorry to now. Now I'm uh, you know going off on a tangent, but Law and Order in the very first, I think maybe the second movie of Law and Order. Oh shit! Really? Ice T was a bad dude, and they fucking shot him like yes. twenty minutes, and he died. No, that was New Jack City. No, no. <laughs> Oh no, he was a good guy yeah. in that too. <laughs> I remember when they a did drug crossover lord. between Law and Order and one of the other Dick Wolf shows. That um, <laughs> Dick Wolf said Dick. I know <laughs> <laughs> that they played different. Well, it was roles. made by Dick Wolf, so what? you know it was made by a Dick. dick. He's such a dick. He is a dick. <laughs> he will always be a dick, and he will never not be a dick. He was such a dick. His parents even called him Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked in. Wow. Oh, man. Before they even met him, I betcha. <laughs> Just a good judge of character. <laughs> That's right. Wow. So yeah, Borderlands Two, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's much bigger. <laughs> so Borderlands Two. Uh, this is terrible. <laughs> Um, yeah, I heard it was like twice the size of the original. Borderlands. That's probably accurate. Yeah. Um, 
we're at the uh, probably about 75 hours in um, in the current characters that we're playing at the moment, and I counted First the other play. night. Yeah, for playthrough one, and in the completed um, story missions and optional missions combined, it's 125. I've counted. We've completed so far. So you passed. So that that's good. Encouraging. We've done. Uh, was it last Thursday all day because we both had we both had the day off work. So hey, let's play some Borderlands two. Started at about ten thirty, eleven in the morning. Played till about two a.m. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then went. Did, Damn it! Why am I sitting in a pile of urine and poop? <laughs> <laughs> No. How did this happen? Thank God Not I'm again. having tomorrow off too. Not again. <laughs> no, I, I don't know how you play Matt, but that's not really what happens here. <laughs> um, and then Matt again... turned incontinence into a game. <laughs> it's a guessing game. <laughs> and then on Saturday night... It's a mixture of a guessing um, game and, and hide and seek. Sorry. <laughs> Saturday night played till about 5 a.m. Um, same thing Sunday. Yeah, it's a lot to do. It's mm. um, it's a very good contraceptive, actually. Well, that's, that's terrible. You should throw that shit out. <laughs> yeah. We all know how that, how that worked out for you, Luke. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank Sorry. God for things like this. Can I actually ask, while, yeah. while we're on it, um, I did play the first one for a fucking lot of hours. Mm. Um, and I can't remember how many, so I'm just going to say it's a fucking lot. Um, but the thing was, they talked about how there was 10,000 billion majillion game, uh, guns that are in the game, right? Mm. But after about probably 10 hours, I think I had what I considered the best two, and I stuck with that for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, is, is this the same in number two? Or, or do you constantly find better ones as you go further in the game? Yes, yeah. there, there's a couple of things that happen. Um, you're not going to have a ridiculous amount of money like you did at the end of the first game. Money does actually mean something now. And by the, okay. end, of the, by the end of the first playthrough, given that we've bought a lot of things, we'll be lucky if we actually crack $200,000. Like, we, we seem to sit at about hundred k and dip in and out of it because of deaths and, and purchases. So that, that's a really good indicator. A um, couple of things are different. Instead, we're in the first one where you would use your weapons and get experience with that kind of weapon, a pistol or a shotgun or etc. What happens is by completing challenges, um, completing challenges don't give you XP anymore like they did in the first one, you know, like run over 10 skags. Instead, you get badass ranks. What they cool. allow you to, what they allow you to do <laughs> is... I love running choose... over skags. <laughs> you do it in the valley here in Brizzy. I do it. I do it out the front of my house. Oh, it rhymes with skags anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep going, Tim. Uh, yeah, sorry, Tim. The new terminology, the new means to skaglick. Skaglick. I love yeah. getting a good yeah. skaglick in the valley. <laughs> yeah. Just. It's just the tablets you have to take the next day. They're like horse tablets. <laughs> and there's a syringe. Yeah. What? <laughs> Bloodletting is the only way to fix that. That's right. I'll get them leeches. <laughs> Jesus. No. Is there a gun so... for that in the game? <laughs> there are actually some very new, interesting guns I've found that... Um, 
there was without without spoiling anything. There is a mission where you actually do need to try and and locate uh, a gun that's mysteriously killing people. And upon completion Guns of don't it, kill people. <laughs> this <laughs> one apparently does, and uh, by completing it, you're rewarded with it. And understandably, you can understand why, because I think it, it slows you down and all this other stuff. But it has this most annoying voice in this gun that screams and talks and everything. And Tim used it. I said, get rid of it. <laughs> wow. So they've changed a few things. I actually went back and uh, booted the first Borderlands the other night and because um, I've just got a couple of things in there I haven't finished just yet. And it was the play of it was really weird because um, I'm playing the soldier class again, but this time it's commando. And rather than just dropping the turret, it actually throws it. And yeah, so you can throw that. it in a direction mm. and um, it has a 360 degree um, shooting. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, which is pretty good. So going back to the first one's actually pretty difficult. Look, the first one had a really great sense of flow for what it was and then you realize how much more refined the second one is using your abilities, choosing different weapons. There there are a lot more variances now with what weapons do and what crazy things have been done with them. Some weapons will consume more than one bullet per fire, which means that you know conserving ammo becomes a concern. Um, it's just great. Originally, I thought even dual wielding for the gunzerker would be a bit near average but you know when you actually play it and you can go you know assault rifle shotgun or sniper shotgun rockets and smgs or pistols you know and the elemental effects it's just the variation is so fantastic and the dynamic of play and the enemies they give you and how you can choose to play and choose to approach it is so much more broad and a lot more rewarding than the first one. And and I was impressed with the first one, but I think I'd probably be the same as Sue's. It'd be a little bit difficult going back now. Mm. Yeah, mm. fair enough. And uh, well, two then, minutes. Oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll yep. wrap that up there. Um, so that was, uh, that was Borderlands 2. A uh, quick review there. Um, we'll keep on the on the the topic, I suppose. Um, and before we go to Matt for a bit of an EB update, um, I'm going to throw to an interview that Matt actually did with uh, Ben. Is it uh, Seekum? Seekum. Uh, Seekum. That's a pronunciation for you there, Ben. Um, going forward now, that's how you're going to be called. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> make sure you're taking note. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this guy's he's uh, Ben Sukum, the marketing manager from Two K Games Australia and New Zealand. So, pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's in parentheses on his business card. <laughs> and now we're going to prove that right here. So listen up. Hey, I'm here with Ben Sukum from Two uh, K Marketing Manager. And, uh, yeah, you guys have got some pretty good games out here today. Borderlands 2 is out already, and it's getting a lot of people playing it, which is good. Um, what have you been, what's, what would you say is the most popular game that you've had so far? Look, without question, uh, Borderlands 2 has been the most successful game that we've had for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pre was fantastic. Um, the fans are really pleased. Um, I think full credit to Gearbox Software, who was developing the game. They took all the fan feedback from the first game 
and implemented those changes into the Borderlands 2. So it's a much better gaming experience than the first game, and obviously that's kept the fans happy, and when you get the fans happy, you get failed. So it's been fantastic. Hey, and really good writing as well by Anthony Birch over at Gearbox as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's been a lot of people, I've heard some negative criticisms of it, but you know, they don't know what they're talking about, obviously. <laughs> oh, look, you can't please everyone. Yeah, you know, you're always going to have your haters out there as well. But I think, generally speaking, a lot of people have been very positive on the writing and the story and the environment and uh, everything else, of course, the game that's uh, been a big improvement on Borderlands 1. Yeah, definitely. Um, another big one that I've, I got a chance to play was XCOM Enemy Unknown. And I'd never played any of the old XCOM, so it came as a bit of a surprise to me. But yeah, that's a pretty damn good game. Yeah, you and me both. I never played the original XCOM either, um, but I've been really impressed uh, with XCOM Enemy Unknown. You've got a fantastic developer yeah. uh, basically putting it together, which is great. They've had a lot of experience in yeah, civilization, civilization great game. and they know how to make great games. And uh, yeah, we've got a review score in Game Informer at 95%. Nice. So, uh, you know, when you start getting, um, you know, great great magazines, great yeah. specialist magazines, um, already giving it up really high scores, yep. you know it's going to be a good game. And, you know, it's not going to appeal to everyone, yeah. um, but it is a terrific um, action strategy turn-based game yeah. that, of course, works on PC, but it also works really well on console as well. So yeah. no matter what format you want to go for, um, you will enjoy this game. It's great. Yeah, I've seen a few people playing it. I found... With the demo, there's all the, the little strategic things like picking scientists and research and all that kind of thing. They don't really carry over well in the demo because it's the kind of game where you, you know, the longer you play it, you know, those decisions are more important sort of thing. That's exactly right. Um, you know, as you progress through the game, you'll be able to research the aliens through autopsies, research their weaponry, yep. um, and then you'll be able to level up all your soldiers. But you've got to look after your soldiers in yeah, the battle exactly. because... You know, depending on what mode you play on, once they're dead, they're dead. So that's yeah, the perfect thing. You guys. Exactly. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it is, but um, I think it's a much better game because of it. Yeah, that's true. You have challenge. to really yeah, challenge your decisions and, and how you progress through the game. And the good thing about these games is that a lot of people will go different ways. You yeah, know? Exactly. And, and I think in terms of replayability, this is one of those games that allows that as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else you guys got? NBA? Yeah, so NBA. Oh, look, something you might not know, Matt, is that in terms of total sales, Australia and New Zealand is the biggest territory outside of the US. For the NBA? For the NBA series. So for three years in a row, um, we've been the number one territory internationally, not including the US. So bigger than Spain, which is a basketball-crazy country, and yeah. bigger than France um, and other places in Europe. So um, there's a real strong following of you know, the NBA uh, games in Australia and the league pass which you can watch NBA games online yep. is actually one of the most popular territories to purchase that in Australia yeah well not really on TV very much around here well, you've got to have pay TV, yeah, exactly. which is a bit of a shame for those that don't have it. But uh, ESPN also do a terrific coverage as well yeah. um, on on Fox, which is great. But uh, yeah, look again, you know, hands, uh, you know, big round of applause for the developers, the visual concepts. You know, for three years we haven't had a competitor 
but it hasn't stopped them from just you know bringing out the same game each year. Every year they listen to the fans. What do you guys want to be improved or or changed? And they really listen to the fans very much like Ebox software, and they just keep bringing out an even better and better game every year. Yeah. So you know that's why we've got such a huge following because the fans know that we're always trying to improve, we're always trying to do the next thing to um, improve the NBA to get series. Yeah. And that's always super important in those sports games. You know, and annual iterations. Yep. It keeps keeps the hunters coming back for more when it's, you know, just tighten up controls and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, you know, we've spent four times more money on the uh, soundtrack this year. We've got um, JC, the executive yeah. producer. And that's such an important part of the game as well because basketball obviously translates very well to that hip-hop culture as well. Yeah. Um, and it's been always a big big bonus in our game is the soundtrack. Um, so a lot of care is going to that. But JC has also had a lot of the... Uh, a big role in terms of the way that the dashboard systems work and the menu system. So it's a very polished game and um, the controls are tightened up um, with shot stick control. Sorry, um, shot control in terms of the dribbling yep. you can do with the, with the thumb stick. So, uh, yeah, really impressed. Really impressed this year. Well, you guys got a pretty good lineup coming up. Um, probably my favourite looking forward to is XCOM because uh, that's amazing. Although one of my writers really wants it, so to review it, so I was like, ah. Oh, well, I'm sure we can talk anyway. up with a copy, Matt. And uh, yeah, not long to go. It's 12th of October uh, for XCOM. So the PC demo has been live at the moment. The console demo will go uh, live next week. Excellent. So very easy uh, tutorial mode in that first mission um, to play through. But when you get into obviously the later missions and throughout the games, it's not a free roaming element. So you're making a lot of decisions. So, yep. um, you know, the, the tutorial is very simple, yep. but the rest of the game you can uh, really get into and yeah, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Anyway, thanks for your time. I won't keep you any longer. Uh, enjoy the rest of the show. You're welcome, Matt. See you All right, so uh, we're back. That was Ben. This is me, Lucas. Um, thanks for listening. This is uh, Drop Bear Gaming. And I've, I understand it's about episode 38, so you're still with us on the right episode, which is good. Um, so now we're going to go to Matt, who's going to tell us a little bit about what happened at EB. Um, now, he has been talking a lot about the new Wii U. Um, everybody seems to you know, be going on about it. Every time I go anywhere near a friggin' EB Games or JB Hi-Fi or wherever, um, it all seems to be at the be the Wii U at the moment. So I want to know from Matt: Is this fucking thing worth even looking at? <laughs> no. Because as we just joked about, <laughs> you know, give it a shake twice, but no one wants to play with Wii. So you know, just <laughs> what's the go? What's the go? Uh, well, actually, you'll be pleasantly surprised with the U- Wii U because it's actually really, really fun. Um, the problem was, before I went down there, as those of you who have listened to the show before would know, I was a bit sceptical. And for those of you who have never listened to the show before, welcome. Hope you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> uh, Hope you made it this long. Yeah, sweet. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, Ben, all, all the other people I interviewed will be real disappointed. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So basically, the Wii U, we all know what it is. It's you know, your little, it's the new Nintendo console HD graphics. I think they're saying it's slightly more powerful than the Xbox and PS3. Who can say, really? Come on, let's get it. <laughs> Probably not more powerful than Is that PS3. the original Xbox or the 360? Both of them put together. No, it was a oh, box wow. with an X on it. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the it has this new gamepad controller that has a touch screen in the center of it, dual analog sticks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, oh, so it's kind of like a um, an iPad with controls. Vita. Yeah, it's kind of like the Vita, except much bigger, and you can't take it out of your lounge room. Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah, sure you can. It doesn't have to work, but you can still yeah, like... You can carry it around. <laughs> throw, it, throw it at people. Are they you actually... can carry drinks out to the pool on it. Well, to start, the... yeah, you actually could do that. <laughs> if you've got a pool. Yeah, if you've just no. got 200 bucks to throw down the fucking drain. <laughs> um, which, if you have a pool, then maybe you do. Um, so anyway, the controller itself is actually pretty... It's pretty comfortable in your hands. It's not too heavy, not too light to feel like it's going to fucking snap in half. What? Are we Nothing talking about? Going. Are we still talking We're about laughing at you, not with you. Keep talking. Anyway. I'm sorry. I'm too sorry. It's just, I need to mute myself. Yeah, I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> so the first game I will talk about is Nintendo Land, which is uh, it's a collection of 12 mini games that they've got. Uh, I think if you buy the premium pack Wii U, which is four thirty-eight, you get the Wii U with a gamepad and Nintendo Land packaged in with it. So it's twelve minutes. Actually, not a bad price, really, is it for a launch of a new console? Uh, I think it's three ninety-eight or three something for the without Nintendo Land, the non-premium package, basic one. Premium package comes in black though, so if you call, you'll get the premium one. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> Nintendo. Once you go black. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, your dirty hands, your dirty fucking things don't show up on it as much. Um, well, they kind of do, but whatever. Yeah, Nintendo Land. Let's there. stay on. <laughs> so we've got like thirty minutes left. We need to hurry up. <laughs> Nintendo Land. It's um, twelve mini games. So playable. They had two of the mini games on it. There was uh, Luigi's Ghost Mansion where you get four people using a Wiimote, one person using the gamepad. The person with the gamepad, so you look at the TV and it shows like a house, haunted house, and each of the people with a Wiimote is walking around it and your Wiimote acts as a torch. The person with the gamepad is a ghost and you can't see the ghost on the TV, you can only see it on the gamepad and the objective is for the guy who's the ghost to sneak up on the players, jump on them, knock them out. Right, and when you're knocked out all four, you win. The people with the torches can only see the ghost when their torch is shining on him, and as soon as the torch is on him, his health starts dropping. So the objective for them is to kill the ghost. Uh, if you get knocked out, you have to go over and shine your torch on the knock. Well, one of the people who are still alive have to come over and shine their torch at you, bring you back to life, and so it's all about strategy and you know try to kill the ghost, whatever. They should get these torches in hospitals. <laughs> just shine them on people bring them. yeah that's right yeah. oh we've got another one knocked out quick get the torch <laughs> yeah it's called a defibrillator <laughs> anyway so that's pretty fun but what I really want to talk about from Nintendo Land is the Animal Crossing game which is fucking Yay. fun as hell so same kind of thing one person has the gamepad four people with the Wiimotes up to four people I think the four people with the Wiimotes play these little characters and the objective for them is to collect 50 candies. So to get a I candy... I like where it's going. Yeah, candy is good. To get mm. candy, 
you go to these trees and they have little platforms at the bottom of them that you have to stand on. They'll either be one, two, or three platforms. If what this... kind of wizardry is this where candy grows on trees? <laughs> I know. It's awesome. So there's three pla- if there's three platforms, three players there standing on them, when the, pla- the platforms have a little like meter on them and when it fills up, if all the platforms are full, the meters are full, candy appears on the tree, falls to the ground, and the little characters can eat it. I thought these video games today were meant to be realistic. It is. It is. The more you eat, the fatter your head gets and the slower you run. Okay? The person person with the gamepad controls two guards with – one has a knife and one has a fork and you control (laughs) – Wow. It's fucking cool. Shut up and listen for fuck's sake. (laughs) You control one guard with the left analog stick and one guard with the right and so – you move them around. The, ch- the objective there is to kill the dudes with the candies, yeah? There's three lives. Shit, yeah. There's three lives shared across everyone. So three people die at the end of the game. And you chase the people. And as they eat more candy, they get slower and slower. So the guards can catch them quicker. But if it's, there's a guard coming after you, you can vomit up the candies. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's wow. Fun. Get out. It's fun as. It's going to be rated MA. I, yeah. I cannot describe via podcast how awesome this game is and how fun it is. So, that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, moving on. So there's a, a Wii U game based on like really bad acid trips. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Called Super Mario Brothers U, which I'm going to talk about because it's Super Mario. No, but seriously, if you like Super Mario, go play it, whatever. Zombie U. <laughs> is fucking awesome. Uh, it's, you know, the thing with the Wii U is that they have a lot of potential. You, if you really think about it, the uses that you could have for that screen, uh, uh, there's a fair few. And uh, some of these games are making really good use of them. Some of them. Does it have a camera in it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Cool. So you can do upskirts. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to think of a use. I think I just did. Yeah, or playing. A pool. Yeah, it would be good for your tray to take to the pool. That's true. Oh, two uses. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's almost worth buying one. <laughs> <laughs> and you can throw up candy. There's some games very well, like Arkham City. The Arkham City Armored Edition that's being released by Warner Brothers. A little bit disappointing because um, some of the uses of the gamepad take you out of the game because it's an action brawler, right? So you want to be just in the action. But I was watching this kid play it. Midway through a fight, you so Arkham City, but you'll play Batman, run around, beat people up. He's in this room with about six baddies, and the game freezes and says, look at your gamepad. So he looks down at it, and it's got a little symbol that he has to swipe or something. So he swipes it, but by the time he's looked back up at the main screen, the game's continued, and one of the guys he's fighting is just king hit him. And it's well, how is that a good gameplay mechanic? You fucking take him out of the action and then stop his combo, you know. So sounds like they're trying to let the game get a little bit of a uh, you know foot up or something. So hey, let's distract him with the shiny thing. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not not particularly good um, integration of the controller anyway. But one game that does have good integration of the controller is Zombie U. 
which I'm not going to go into because we don't have a lot of time because people keep fucking interrupting me. <laughs> yeah, God, guys, stop it. <laughs> Shut up, Tim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so disrespectful. He was zombie-ewing. <laughs> I'm going to write an article about the Wii U and stuff, so if you want to learn more about this stuff, check it out. But Rayman Legends, the sequel to Rayman Origins, when I first saw it, I thought, because the way it works is one person using the gamepad controls a little green, what do, I, I'm going to call it the Green Fairy, but it's not the Green Fairy. His cool. name has a name. Anyway. Kylie Minogue. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can control him with touch to, to make changes to the level. So if there's like a rope, you swipe across it and he'll cut the rope and it'll change the platforming in the game, right? And I thought, oh, man. It's going to be super boring because that game's really fast-paced. If you played Rayman Origins, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty fast-paced game. And I thought, you know, the person with the gamepad's just going to be standing there going, oh, there's a rope, slice, wait, wait, wait. Oh, there's another thing to slice, whatever. Just play Fruit Ninja. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's right. That's what I was thinking. It was going to be boring, right? So the first time I played it, I asked the girl to let me use the gamepad while uh, she used a controller. And a little kid played as well, and she said to the kid, just hold down sprint and just run and follow me and jump when I say jump. <laughs> so they did that, and I was trying to fucking control this fairy thing, and I was just – it was hectic. I walked away. I was shaking because it was so fast-paced. So very, very fun. <laughs> That's what we all want from our games. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Mental disorders. Oh, you get like G'd up from a game. You know what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm saying. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I use the controller, and uh, they've got a, a controller that's kind of shaped like an Xbox controller, except on the right-hand side... It says Wii U. Yeah. On the... <laughs> <laughs> an Xbox controller, you, the, um, where you hold it, your thumb sits on a right analog stick, and then you move your thumb up to get to the face buttons. Guys, you know how an Xbox yeah. controller is configured? The yes. Wii U controller has the analog stick and the face buttons are sort of swapped. So I'm playing it and she goes, oh, press jump. So for a start, all the letters on the buttons are fucking backwards just to confuse you if you're used to using an Xbox. But then she goes, hit back. Uh, no, hit jump. And I go to hit jump and I, from you know muscle memory, go up for the Xbox controller and I kept hitting the fucking right analog stick by accident. So and that's a quick game. It's going to, um, no, it just does nothing. So, it, and then you die because you didn't jump when she said jump. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, the point of what I'm trying to get to is that the controller will take a little bit of getting used to if you're used to an Xbox controller. But, um, Rayman Legends is super fucking fun. All right. I'm going to interrupt you there and put an interview in right here. <laughs> I'm here with Rebecca Rice, the Public Relations Manager for Sony Computer Entertainment Australia. Um, EB Expo, it's pretty big. It is. The, it's been a wonderful weekend. There's been um, hundreds and hundreds of people through the door. It's really fantastic to be able to be here and um, have a stand that is looking as good as it is and show the PlayStation offering for the next few months to the Australian community. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty big breeze over there. Yeah, it's lots of, good. lots of beaters. <laughs> Absolutely. Lots of, lots of people playing beaters, which I like. 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation is going good, and I saw Sly Cooper there as well. A lot of people playing that. Yeah. It's good. Uh, you got the Wonder Book as well. We do. We're very excited about Wonder Book. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting concept. The old Wonder Book, and uh, I I feel like it's copped a bit of criticism, but I think you know. It's going to be a good one for the for kids and stuff like that. Yeah, we've, well, like I said, we've, we're really excited about Wonderbook. I mean, as a peripheral, it has a, a huge um, scope for growth and for future innovation. Um, we, we kind of coined the phrase "One Book a Thousand Stories," and you know, the, the product launches in Australia in November, and the first cab off the rank um, supporting Wonderbook is Wonderbook Book of Spells. Yeah, yeah, there's new and original writing from J.K. Rowling, so we're really excited about that. And we have that on the booth today, and we've seen some really lovely kind of reactions from kids that kind of come down and have a demo, which is which is, is great to see. So we're really yeah. excited. Um, and in terms of future for Wonderbook, you know, it's been announced that we um, partnership with the likes of Disney and BBC are coming along with Walking and with Dinosaurs, and um, Moonbot Studios have been announced, as, you know, for the next title with Big Night. Yeah, which looks excellent. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited to see how that's going to evolve. Yeah, yeah it looks really good. Um, yeah, no, it's good to see the move getting a bit of use there. That's, and, you know. That's that party hits. I knew that's one of yours. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Keep that on the download. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. There's yep. been large crowds hanging around that all week. It has. It has been probably one of the most consistently busy kind of booth areas on the PlayStation stand for the duration of the show, which is fantastic. Yeah, a lot of people coming back to play it second and third times as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got crossplay on show as well, which is yes. great for people to kind of get their hands on and, and kind of witness for themselves the seamless interoperability between PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 3. So it's been received really well. Yeah, which is especially handy with the crossplay promotion to get both uh, the Vita version Absol- 3 with the PS3. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if you pick up the PS3 version and you've got a Vita, you can you, you get it for free, which is great and certainly brings a lot of value to the consumer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, God of War, Ascension, upstairs, Absolutely. a little bit hidden away there, but I, I yeah. still a fair few people getting up there. It, it is, I mean, we, you know, we've got 16 single player demonstration pods on show with God of War, Ascension, so we have to manage the crowd, Yeah. Um, hence why you'll see that it's on the mezzanine level um, of the booth, but I mean, People have been waiting for a long time to get their hands on. It's the first public showing of the single player, um, single player mode within God of War Ascension, which is uh, heading heading to the Australian shores March next year in 2013. So very exciting. Yeah, it is. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it so, certainly has retained every piece of the God of War DNA. So we're, we're exciting to bring that into market. Uh, we will, I actually also played Need for Speed Most Wanted on a Vita down at the PlayStation booth, which is fantastic as well. Yeah. That's probably one of my most anticipated Vita games fantastic. at the moment because, and after playing it especially, it's really come across really well, which is good. Yeah, the Vita has got a lot of grunt under the hood. I think, you know, the OLED screen really kind of brings games to life in the portable device. Yeah. And we're very lucky. We've got some fantastic relationships with our third party partners, so we're really privileged to be able to show titles like Need for Speed, Most Wanted, and of course, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation on um, on PlayStation Vita at the PlayStation booth. As well as 
all the PSN games as well. I saw Smartos, yeah. uh, Jet Set Radio, mm-hmm. and of course Escape Plans. All, all one of my personal favourites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they kind of go under the radar of the PSN games because they're not on the shelves at EB sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's good to you know, get them in people's hands, I think. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, PlayStation Network offers a whole other layer to the PlayStation offering. And, yeah, exactly. And we have a service called PlayStation Plus. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah, that service. Yeah, fantastic. Subscription-based. And it's, coming back to, coming to the beta next month, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. So, we, you know, we're at the moment on the booth, we've been giving 30-day trials of PlayStation Plus. And we strongly recommend that people kind of take take a code away so that they can kind of have a, have a feel around and get, you know, understand what, what the service offers which is you know automatic updates on firmware upgrades become available you know and more often than not you know if we have bases running then PlayStation Plus subscribers will get early access yeah um, and it really you know with the instant game collection you know you have 10 instant games available and yeah. a lot of better titles such as Red Dead Redemption and so on so it really really enhances the value of proposition exactly. I try, try not to sound too much like a Sony fanboy <laughs> no we welcome the fanboy it's really good um, yeah, well, I suppose that's that'll do. I'll give you back to your booth and thank you very much. Get on with the weekend. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. All right, and we're back. I hope everybody enjoyed that uh, last interview with um, Sam's sister, uh, Rebecca Rice. Um, she's uh, the public relations manager for Sony. Um, she's probably not Sam's sister, but I just uh, just thought I'd throw that in, confuse people. Um, so uh, that's going to bring us, obviously, straight into the uh, PlayStation discussion. Now, if you have heard this podcast before, obviously not this one because that would be weird because we're recording it right now, but if you've listened <laughs> to Drop Bear Gaming before, um, you'd probably know that Matt likes his PlayStation. So... Matt had fun. You had fun at the PlayStation uh, Pavilion, if you want to call it a pavilion, stall, whatever they want to call it. Um, And there's some good games coming out with a PlayStation brand on it. So I'll let you take the stage yet again. All right. I'll try to be a bit more quick with this one. Uh, God of War Ascension was the first one that I played. It was one of only two games that I played on, on the first day that I was there. And the other one was XCOM by 2K, which there'll be a review up on the site soon, so don't worry about that, guys. It's awesome, turn-based strategy. Go and buy it because it's fucking awesome and it needs to sell good because it deserves it. And everyone who's you know reliving the old XCOM days is loving it, so I think that's a pretty good achievement because they're a hard crowd to please. Yep, so... Um definitely at least have a look at it anyway. So I played God of War Ascension. It's God of War. Is there any... any yeah, uh, but there, there's more stairs though. With, it has to be more stairs or ladders. <laughs> uh, uh, there's monsters that you rip apart with quick time events. Elevators? The graphics are good. It's fun. There's elephants. Elephant. Yeah, I guess. I you can ascend an elephant. I ripped a, an elephant's head off. It's oh, kind of an God. elephant oh. man, not really an elephant man. You're so a he's turned into man. he's turned into Tomb Raider because she all she does is kill the fucking wildlife. Well, we'll get to that True. later, okay? <laughs> By the Any way, Lara Croft is now an long. official mascot for Peter. <laughs> that, that's actually a lie. <laughs> you mean for you, Poyer? You probably figured that out. Mm. So, um, mate, God of, how long is God of War Ascension? How long is it? Yeah, I don't know. I only played the Did demo. I tell you? <laughs> 
Okay. Because <laughs> I want to know how long it is because we've currently got something around about, I think it's about 65, maybe 72 hours of God of War if you play them all back to back. Yeah. So I'm wondering... Like 10 to 15. Is that it? Well... Yeah, they're only um, usually about 10, 10 hours or so each. Yeah. Yeah, and the... the um, the PSP games are slightly shorter than that. Mm. Um, but they have like side, yeah. like fun mission-y crap, the PS, PSP ones. Mm. But um, I don't know. But God of War Ascension has multiplayer as well. I didn't get a chance to see that. But um, that should add some extra hours of gameplay. But God of War is fucking awesome. What kind of multiplayer would it have? It's like... Um, I think you just play as an elephant. You just yell at each other. <laughs> yeah, you just get angrier like and angrier, <laughs> and then someone forces you to go to mediation. <laughs> it's all and anger until someone angry. rips an elephant's Ze- head Zeus off. Zeus comes down and goes, "Guys, come on, settle down." And that would be when you know Law and Orderlands would actually be dun, really dun. good. Ching 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 ching. They go to court. Goes, you guys crazy. So God of, no, God of War Ascension, the multiplayer, from what I've seen, I've only seen one demo of it, and it's the demo that I think anyone who's paying attention to God of War has seen. And it's, um, I think it was two versus two, and you're fighting to control the stage, and then if you win control of it or a timer runs sync. out, you get to fucking fight this big boss and rip, him, rip his eyeball out or something. So Wow, they've never done that before. It'll be interesting. <laughs> Fighting on a stage, and if you win, you get to fight something. It sounds like, um, you know, Greece has talent or something. It's exactly like that. <laughs> you, you fight on a stage, and then the winners get to get to the next bit where it's like a big yeah. presentation. So <laughs> and they all wear leather, um, and you get Simon Cowell just, you know, making yeah. faces at people. So to keep moving along, because he's the one they kill at the time end. I'm here. They also had a demo of Unfinished Swan, which is by Giant Sparrow, yep. that we all know about. If you've listened to the podcast, we've been talking about it a fair bit. I didn't touch the demo because I don't want to know anything about it until I play the game. Good move. Which comes out soon, and PS uh, people who are part of, what, is it, what do you call it, subscribed to PlayStation Plus, get a week early access, so you can buy yep. it a week before anyone else <clears throat> And if any of you listeners aren't into things like Unfinished Swan, then you're sacked and you can turn in your license. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of PlayStation get the fuck Plus. Out. Speaking yep. of PlayStation yep. Plus. Yeah, sorry, go on. I have, sitting in front of me, four codes for 30-day trial of PlayStation Plus. So if you haven't tried it yet, what the fuck are you doing? You should do it to get Unfinished Swan early. That is exactly what you yeah. should do. And plus, you get instant game collection of 10 games. Bulletstorm was added today. So that's whatever. But you can also get Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, exactly. Red Dead Redemption's on there. A little bit uh, uh, too. Don't, don't give people's hopes up. If they download it with a 30-day subscription, they have to keep renewing it. Otherwise, the game is buckets. Yeah, so it's exactly the same as every other rental service online, like QuickFlix, Netflix, all of those things. If you get something, you can use it as long as your subscription is active. So it's pretty fair. So if you're going to get on there and you're going to waste the... <clears throat> 4,000 gigabytes of downloading in one month, you may as well keep paying. Yeah, and just play, if it's Bulletstorm, you'll only play it for two hours anyway. Um, Borderlands 1 is on it, so that's worth getting, I reckon. Yeah, and exactly. between Borderlands and Red Dead, there's hours of entertainment and for the whole yeah, family. For a one-year subscription, it's only like 60 bucks 
which is coincidentally pretty much the same cost as Xbox Live, which gets you nothing except a headache. Uh, but you also oh, come that, on, was, that was cheap. That you was get, cheap. You get cloud saves and all that kind of stuff. So Ooh. if you don't know about PlayStation Plus, I have four codes for 30-day trial. Send us an email at podcast at dropbeargaming.com if you want one. First four people get it. Wow, first four. I'm going to email. Yeah, sweet. So, <laughs> yeah, what's the email address? Podcast.dropbeargaming.com. <laughs> so other stuff they had there, they had about they had over I think they had at least like 24 Vitas set up they had uh, six of them had Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation on there which is new Assassin's Creed exclusive to the Vita played really well seems like an Assassin's Creed game which is cool Uh, they also had Little Big Planet Vita which I've been playing lately and it's fucking fun so if you've got a Vita and you know it's probably gathering dust so why not go get Little Big Planet Vita um and you can touch him for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> it actually works really well with the touch controls, so it's kind of like Little Big Planet should have always had touching. touch controls. <laughs> yeah. They also had Wonder Book there with Book of Spells and also whatever the new one is, which is, I don't know, I think they just had Something. Book of Spells there. But um, I didn't play it because I value my dignity. But <laughs> What are these voodoo games all about? I got candy on trees and spells and yeah so wonderbook is going on wonderbook wonderbook (laughs) uses the playstation move and augmented reality technology which is high tech guys come on and basically it's kids play it it's a kids kitty kind of thing and there was constantly kids in there playing wonderbook and having a great old time with it so if you have kids and you have a, a playstation move gathering dust or you know someone who has one you can get Book of Spells, I think, a little bit later this year, uh, and it comes with the Wonder Book, which is this big book that has uh, augmented reality symbols. It has wonder in it. Yeah, it's full of wonder, <laughs> but kids will think that shit, so fucking put it under the Christmas tree, you bastards. Um, yeah, bloody parents. Yeah, you fuckers. They also had... Hang on, that's me. Yeah, that is you. Um, they had Sly Cooper 4 and all those games there. I didn't play any of them because I didn't have time. They all look good. So now... Cool. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. They had that. and it- So what we're going to do, before you go into it, is we'll uh, we'll play an interview. How about we talk about the game, then we play the interview. No way. That's all ass about face. So- That's voodoo. More that voodoo. What is- Come on. Because I'm just going to tell people, ah, uh, fuck it. We'll just play the interview. We won't even talk about it. All yes, we know. It's fun, and I played as Parappa the Rapper, and I dominated. And then I played as Evil Cole, and I got fucking schooled. So... Don't there you go. Cole, play as parapetal. So, kick punch, it's all in your mind. Jesus. And here's Omar Kendall. I'm here with Omar Kendall, the game director of Superbot Entertainment, who are the creators of the upcoming PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which looks fantastic. Oh, thank you. Uh, you've had a pretty busy weekend with all your presentations and hanging around at the booth there, helping people out with it. What's, yeah. what's the general kind of vibe around it? Uh, the response has been really great. You know, I, I really like events like this where... You know, you get the, the fans to just come up and, and play the game. You know, I think uh, I talk a lot about PlayStation All-Stars, but ultimately when people get to play it, I think that one, that's when it makes the most sense. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, they get to let me know what they like, what they don't like, and so I love that feedback as well. Yeah, um, 
any particular uh, very common characters that are getting picked by people? Um, Probably Kratos and Sackboy, maybe. You always a see a lot of Kratos. Um, yeah, the kids, today is like the family day, so got a lot of kids who are looking for Sackboy. Um, yeah, I, I think everybody's really getting selected. So one of the builds that we have on the floor has like all 20 launch characters in it, so uh, I, I think I've seen almost everyone selected at least once. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to go with Parappa the Rapper. That was pretty good. I do like that. I dominated with it. <laughs> but it was my first time playing the game, so it's kind of just button mashing. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it has that, you know. I don't want you were probably playing with a bunch of people who were playing it for the first time. Uh, and we wanted to have that sort of just jump in and have some fun and have some success too. Yeah, like exactly. I think a lot of fighting games, uh, the road is filled with failure before you meet your first success yeah, and that can sort of discourage you, you know. Yeah. Um, so you can sort of jump in and have some success straight away is uh, important to us. Yeah, excellent. Well, um, for those who don't know what All Stars is, how about you give us a quick rundown of it? Sure. I always say it's two things. Uh, it's a celebration. PlayStation, characters, universes, sort of all coming, to coming together in this uh, four-player 2D style brawler. So you know you've got characters like Kratos and Crap the Rapper uh, fighting against the Crash and Clank and Jack and Dexter. Uh, and you know we tried to put some, some strategy in there. We're as we're pretty big fighting game fans. Um, come from the sort of the traditional fighting game space and wanted to bring something new and interesting uh, to fighting games. And so there is some some strategy in there for people when when they want to find it. And a lot of it is built into the super mechanic that we have. Yeah. So instead of help, uh, each character has a, a super bar that they're filling up by attacking. So anytime you're fighting, you're building up this all-star power, and the all-star power goes to your super attacks. And that's the only way to, to kill uh, your opposing players, and killing his high score points, and at the end of the match, whoever has the high score wins. Um, each character has three supers. Sorry, I always get a little tongue twisted. Um, and each progressive super is better at killing than the last. So your level one super is pretty good at killing people. Your level two is much better than that. Your level three is usually some like devastating attack where if you're crap of the rapper, you know, you, if you've got a chance to see it. I only did the level two. Level two is pretty strong, but the level three concert breaks out and he's you know, singing on stage, and then of course everyone explodes. Uh, and Kratos, uh, for his level three, turns into his sort of Ares form, and he's got the the Blade of Olympus, and he goes on a sort of rampage. So it's a little bit different for everybody, but it's the most spectacular, like powerful uh, yeah. super in the game for each character. Yeah, hopefully I get some ch a chance to play it some more, but I'm looking forward to when it comes out. Yeah, it's uh, November. Yeah, November 22nd uh, on both the PlayStation 3 and the PS Vita, and uh, we have the, the cross-buy promotion where yeah. if you buy the PlayStation 3 version, you get the PS Vita version free, so that seems to be the, the best deal in town. Yeah, yeah. that's excellent. Um, this morning you did a presentation. You mentioned that you're part of the incubation program. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sony Santa Monica. Yep. Um, we're pretty big fans of that whole thing, you know, helping small developers get a, a leg up, I suppose, into the industry. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the experience of that at all? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it started about three years ago. Um, the producer, executive producer, I got a work call, Shannon, that still had been invited back by Tony Santa Monica to develop uh, games together, basically to form a team. And so she formed a team called Broodworks. Uh, and at that time, it was really sort of amorphous as to what they would do. They just knew they wanted to work together and make a game. They were looking at like PSP at the time or PSN downloadables. Um, just eventually through the process of exploration, they uh, settled on making 
PlayStation All-Stars. Uh, and at that time, that's when they started bringing on the fighting game talent and sort of the PlayStation fans and sort of the expertise. We have a lot of guys who've worked on, you know, like Ratchet playing God of War and, and these games previously. And as we started growing, we went through a name change. That's when we became Superbot. Uh, we got up to about two dozen people by the time we finished our uh, our gameplay prototype. Gameplay prototype was done. Uh, it'll be two years in uh, March, I think. So about a year and a half ago. Uh, and then at that point, we really needed to beef up and get much, much larger, and probably larger than any other sort of incubate studio had ever been to that point. So we, we moved down the street to Culver City, yep. uh, and now we're up to over 100 people, and we've been just cranking ever since. Yeah, super busy. Yeah. In the lead up. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose I won't take up any more of your time. I yeah. appreciate you answering my questions. No and, problem. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, so that was, as I said, Omar Kendall, uh, creative director there, um, and obviously working on that uh, the PSL Stars Battle Royale, as Matt mentioned. Um, so moving right along, uh, we are running out of time very, very quickly. So Matt's got a couple of very quick little um, you know, overviews, I suppose, of some of the other things he saw. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a rush room. Microsoft... Halo 4, played it on multiplayer, played Regicide map where, you you know, kill the king, you become the king. End of the time, person who's got the most points wins. I got schooled, but it's very fun, and I do enjoy Halo multiplayer. I can't be too critical, like c- critically comparing it to the previous ones because I never really paid attention that much. It's just like, hey, look, gun, shoot people. Um, so Halo <laughs> 4, fun. It's going to sell like fucking gangbusters. We all know it is, so yeah. that's good. Um and they're pimping it like crazy pimps yep. at uh, at any game store. There's also Dance Central 3 there, which is awesome, and a bunch of other stuff. What was Forza like? Did you see it? I did not see it. I did not see no. it, unfortunately. Okay, they had moving right along. Forza Horizon had it there. I didn't get a chance to play it. I should have because, whatever, I'm not very reliable. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, next, um, Tomb Raider. I played Tomb Raider, the demo of Tomb Raider. It's easy to say that it's Uncharted with a girl, but it's not Uncharted with a girl. It's there. Because it's Tomb Raider. They're trying to focus more on, <laughs> on the whole survival thing and the pressure of having to survive, you know? When, I like Uncharted. So, basically, <laughs> exactly like Uncharted. <laughs> um, so, the way it starts is that Lara Croft is going on a... Killing first, animals. She's going on her first adventure. She has no survival skills, whatever, crashes. And, um, Into an animal. And, no, she does have to kill an animal. With a bow and arrow. Yes, I knew she would. And the chest of a dude. So whatever. Um, no, with it, the animal? It seems really... How cool would that be? She kills an animal, whacks a dude with it. Yeah. Start exactly. of the game. That's it. And game over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's... From what I played in the demo, at least, I mean, I know demos are made to make you want to buy a game, but it, it, it made... You, you Some kind did. of empathize with how she was feeling. They played out the character very well with the scripting and everything like that. So... You kind of felt like a woman. Yeah, exactly. No, you f- you felt like you could understand how it would feel to be trapped. In a fucking- I often feel like a woman. 
Hey, man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> so lonely. feel like a woman. I, I was actually segueing into Shania Twain. <laughs> Fucking hell. So Tomb Raider, get it. It's going to be awesome. Um, Assassin's Creed 3, Ubisoft had a fucking giant double-decker red bus that had Zombie U multiplayer in it. I didn't go in because there was an hour and a half queue to get into it, and so I just wanted to let the punters have a go, you know, whatever. So Should just flash your badge there, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Out of the way, coming through. I don't want to be a bit dick about it. Assassin's Creed 3 looks fucking awesome. It's Assassin's Creed. It's going to be awesome. They also had Far Cry 3 there, which also looks awesome, despite Far Cry 2 being less than awesome. So, yeah, it was a bit less awesome. Yeah, Five Cry actually looks really, really good, and a lot of people were lining up for it. And now, have you guys seen? Speaking, I, know, I mentioned you mentioned sorry, um, Assassin's Creed. You seen the the uh, figurine that you get with the Ultimate Pack or whatever they're calling yeah, that? Freedom Edition. I pre-ordered it. That looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I, it's the first one that I've actually seen that I thought that actually looks pretty cool. You obviously, it doesn't look fancy yeah. shit ass. No, that looked pretty shit out. Okay, Sorry. Fair cop. So, um, <laughs> EA, Medal of Honor Warfighter. I played it single player on an Xbox, multiplayer on a PC. The With running on Frostbite 2, the cutscenes look fucking phenomenal for a start, mm. single player. Multiplayer, I've, I don't play FPSs on PC, and I dominated, so maybe I should start playing FPSs on PC. The beta for that has just come out. And I thought it was shit out. You thought it was shit house? Yeah, I played it for a while and uh, I think I honestly personally think I played it on a console as well, so it you know, it was very much downgraded compared to what I'm normally playing my first persons on. Yeah, yeah. Um but uh yeah, I just didn't like it. I think oh, we've been spoiled with um Battlefield. I honestly do. Um, I I, I kind of I had that feeling when I played the beta. Um I think my initial um, response to it was it was it had this feel that was very Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, mm. uh, a few elements that were like, um, did I say Gears? It was like Gears. No, it wasn't. Mag. Mag. That's yeah. It. Mag and um, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier. Um, and look, to be perfectly fair for Danger Close, they've done a pretty good job and they've introduced some dynamics there for um, playing multiplayer in a first-person shooter environment. I thought they actually did a, a pretty good attempt at it. I mean, looking at who they're up against with other contenders of that genre and that style, um, it's not as pretty and not... Not like Metal of Honor before where DICE did the multiplayer on it. But look, for Danger Close and their attempt at doing it, I thought, you know, they did a pretty good job and there's some very nice things to it that I really liked. Cool. That mm. comes out in what, two weeks, three weeks? Um, Something like that. Yeah, one to two weeks from now. It's just a different – it requires a different approach. That's all. I think uh, – it, yes, you can com- you can make the obvious comparisons with Battlefield, but you need to try and push that out of your mind um, because it's it, it has more similarities, I believe, to Ghost Recon, as Susie said. If you've played a bit of Ghost Recon, not in the way that it handles and plays because Ghost Recon is third person and you snap in and out of cover, etc. But um, you can there's certainly you know 
it, it's it, the beating and pacing is quite different to how you would expect Battlefield to play, and even Battlefield has gone through a couple of um, evolutions now with uh, with close quarters and armored kill, and each of those plays differently, which is a good thing. So I think um, Medal of Honor deserves a, a look in at least. I think. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 its own animal, really. Yeah, I'm looking forward mm. to it. No, I certainly appreciate the uh, the single player from the last one. I thought it was really mm. quite good. A lot of people bagged it, but I actually uh, quite fuck. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I think we all did. We're, yeah, we're we a bit all did. Of a, uh, we're we're a pro uh, campaign, middle of honor campaign, and I think the next one. I've heard a few things. As soon as I saw some of the headlines about the previews for it about a month ago, I said, "No, nah, I'm not even. I'm not going to watch." Any footage or see any screen, same as Unfinished Swan. I know I want to play it, so yeah, yeah, it's it. well, yeah. like with the single player demo that I played of Medal of Honor, I watched the whole cutscene, but I didn't really follow it because I was just like trying to take in the graphics of it and stuff. I didn't want to hear. I kind of guess I just shut out yeah. the noise, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it seems pretty decent. We'll see. Cool. Um, right. One more EA game that I'll mention. Actually, FIFA 13. So many fucking people were playing that, and they're like. Oh yeah, I already own this, but I just love it, so I'm going to play it. <laughs> like, yeah, like the, the Jody the, from the PR at EA, she was saying to me, you know, people are saying to me that they came here just to play FIFA 13 and they don't even care about any of the other games. And I'm like, well, that's pretty fucking stupid because there's heaps of awesome stuff here, and they have FIFA at home. But yeah, but still, it man, is pretty FIFA is, awesome. FIFA's FIFA, and to be honest, uh, I haven't played a hell of a lot of it yet. Um, which I really want to do. You got but, it. Uh, I've got it on the um, on the uh, PC now. Oh yeah, cool. Um, but uh, it they fixed all the shit they fucked up last year. Yeah, they it did just fuck seems... up one more thing this year though. If you want it, when you're done, I'll tell you. <laughs> it just seems like you know there's they've added so much to it, but the the little things that they seem to have kind of tried to tweak last time. They seem to have almost gone back to the way it was, and it was for a long, long time, and then they tried to tweak it, and they screwed it up. Mm. And they have listened by the sounds of things, and um, you know they've, they look like they've fixed those. But what do you reckon was the thing that they've now screwed up? Well, it's not in the gameplay. The actual game freezes up. It's like heaps of people are having heaps of fucking problems with the game freezing. I know I left my copy with Corey, Lil Cosa, while mm. I was away for a week. And he said he played through a whole season while I was gone, so he obviously played a lot of it. But he said he'd get halfway through a game, do a sub, and try to get back from the menu, you know, press back and go into the game, resume the game. And it would just reload the menu and none of his buttons would work except for the Xbox button. Apparently EA are aware of this and they're working on trying to fix it. So if you're out there playing FIFA and you're getting the shits because it keeps fucking freezing, it's a work in progress. Just thought I'd share that since we kind of, you know, try to say things that are relevant. Um, Sometimes. Need for Speed Most Wanted I played. <laughs> they had multiplayer set up for it, but the single player I played on the Vita and it works fucking great on the Vita and that game is awesome. It's um, very much like Burnout Paradise, which you would expect because it's from Criterion, but it's Need for Speed Most Wanted. So there's cops everywhere and it's fun and there's lots of cars. So if you like races... It's going to be the best racer of the year. Fuck Forza Horizon. Yeah, um, big call. Yeah, no, I think Need for Speed Most One will be awesome. I have a lot of faith in Criterion. But anyway, that'll do for that. Warner Brothers. 
Some big ones. Lucky last, because Warner Brothers won the EBX Award for Best Game Publisher Booth. So we'll talk about them for a minute. Lego Lord of the Rings, they had a giant Gandalf statue made of Lego. It was awesome. Did anyone try and tackle it? No. So but, if it was glued? Uh, <laughs> and he didn't even stop anyone from passing. So whatever, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, no, they, so they had that on Vita and on, I think it was probably on Xbox or actually it might have been on PS3. Anyway, that looks really good for anyone who's a Lego fan. They've Since Batman 2, they've got the um, vo- voice control and stuff. Not voice control, fucking hell. It's not Connect. Cool. That's Harry Potter Connect. If you want to play that, go for it. Whatever. I'll let you. Loser. Um, <laughs> no, in Batman 2, they had voice acting for the guys, for the little figurines for the first time, I believe. Oh, cool. So they're not Bat- just no, gobbledygook. I thought Batman had voice. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Batman 2, uh, DC Superheroes had the voice for the first time, and now Lord of the Rings is doing it as well, and they're using dialogue from the movies and stuff, plus funny Lego lines as Lego games have. So it looks pretty good. It'll be fun. So they didn't get those strange actors from The Sims oh, to do the voices. No. Cool. They did have The Sims at the EA booth, but I didn't play it. Sorry, guys. Before sorry to let you down people. on this one. But um, before we, oh sorry, go on, go on. I was just going to say, Lego Lord of the Rings doesn't have a release date yet, but apparently it's going to be out by Christmas. So what were you going to say? Yay! I'm keen as fuck for Lego Lord of the Rings. I don't even care. Uh, good on you. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tim? I was just going to say before, are we wrapping up or? Uh, I just want to be in a moment. He just uh, needs to talk about one more game. Yeah, Injustice Gods Among Us from the makers of Mortal Kombat. It's a fighter, as you'd expect. You play as DC um, heroes and villains fighting each other. There's no, uh, nothing being revealed for the story as to why heroes are fighting each other, but it's fucking fun. It's the weekend. That's what they do. Yeah, they just chill. Um, and they've it already actually, taken out all the bad guys. Um, Injustice Gods Among Us, well, the bad guys are in it. You play as some of the bad guys. So um, it's it, it won game of the show from the media selection. So all the media that were there got to vote for what they thought was the game of the show. I voted for Assassin's Creed 3. Because they're all comic nerds. Yeah, but um, no, it actually... <laughs> played, it's still six months away from release and it looks already looks really polished and it's super fun. Um, Mortal Kombat, the last one that was banned in Australia, was really fun and controlled really well. And this is um, more of the same, but not the same, because it's not just Mortal Kombat reskinned, okay, guys? And now we're going to hear an interview with from by me with Joel Graham, Senior Manager of Public Relations from Warner Brothers Australia. So That introduction was almost as good as one I did before. Actually, this is the longest interview, so please... Sit back, Stick it out. relax. Go get yourself a beer now while Matt's talking. He actually talks and, uh, about um, how EB Expo relates to him as a, as a PR guy and, and that kind of stuff. So it's not just about Warner Brothers games. So enjoy. I'm here with Joel Graham, Senior PR Manager of the Warner Brothers Games. Uh, first of all, EB Expo, how do you like it? Well, listen, it's been uh, it's been a great experience, I think. You know, I go to E3 every year and I have done for almost the last probably eight years. Uh, and there's been a lot of shows that have tried and failed on Australian soil. 
and, and what's apparent from being here at this show for the couple of days that I have been is that there's a massive community of gamers, and we already knew that in yeah. Australia, but it's good to see them having one roof to come under and just to sort of see everything that's on display for, for the, um, the rest of the year and beyond. Mm. Um, and just having a chance to you know, just get your hands on it and seeing what's out there because as a PR manager, there's so much information you're trying to get out there and you can't just assume that everyone's yeah, exactly. able to just spend all the time like sifting through the net looking for our stuff. So yeah. being you know able to sort of you know, throw a bit of a show to the people and yeah, average it, punters. Yeah, yeah. Just so then, you know, I just love talking to people. You know, people come up to the media desk and even if they're not media, they just ask questions and you yeah. can see they just want to chat and yeah. say passionate about the game. Yeah, they're just passionate. So you know, and they just kind of want me to tell them what what we've got. Mm. So I'm more than happy to do that. Yeah, I, I think it's great and. You know, it looks like we'll probably be building this into our plans for each year. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Which is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's been More exhausting. More work, anyway, yeah. <laughs> We're probably just going to get bigger and bigger as well. Well, like, yeah, I don't know how, how big you can go. I mean, I think all, you know, I think we've all taken a fair bit of real estate in terms of the size of our booths, like all yeah. different companies. You know, we could probably make ours slightly bigger. It's all down to what it costs at the end of the day, I guess. But um, the, you know, the, the the consumer experience is a massive, massive part of what our job is all about. So any opportunity we can get games, people's hands on the games. Yeah, exactly. We'll take it because yeah. it's really hard to do, and it's a big setup for an event. So if you know that the EV are going to market the hell out of it and yeah. push it the way they have, and with with the obvious success in terms of numbers, then yeah, it's a no-brainer for us. Yeah, so, exactly. And you guys had Ed Boone, creator of Injustice and Mortal Kombat here. We did. For one day. Yeah, yeah. the first time he's ever been to Australia. We fought tooth and nail to get him away from his schedule. Obviously, you know, he just doesn't sit around in Chicago twiddling his thumbs. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's got busy a lot guy. of work. He's got a lot of work to do to make sure that that game is going to be ready for April, uh, Injustice Gods Among Us. Yeah. Um, he's going to be ready for um, April in 2013. So we fought tooth and nail to get him out here. We only got him out here for kind of two and a bit days. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. It was a fantastic success, you know. He really uh, enjoyed it. And he wanted he to come did. Back. He, he really did. Like, and he got so many people that were just so many fans that wanted to take photos. And yeah. Ed actually asked some some guy to take a photo of him and us, like the Warner Brothers team. Yeah. And this guy took a photo with Ed's iPhone. And afterwards, the guy was like, "I can't, I can't believe Ed Boone asked me to take a photo <laughs> of you guys." You know, and he handed yeah. it back. Don't try and steal his phone, or it'll get, yeah, yeah. perform a fatality he, on you or something. You should have seen this guy. He was just laughing. He was just like, "I, I just can't believe this guy." And he gave it back and just walked off. He was so happy. Yeah. So you know, Explaining so he has that sort of effect on people. And you know, that's why it's great for Aussie gamers to be able to see all the stuff that they're going to see. And look, I don't know how many other companies have brought brought talent out in terms of developers and stuff. I know there's been bits and pieces. Yeah, there's one or two, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few, but you know, obviously you see the success of this, and now next year it's going to be an yeah. easier sell for all these companies to bring more and more people exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. So you know, it's just going to, be a, it's going to be a battle next year trying yeah. to get people's attention because there's going to be so, so, much, many, yeah. so many people, which is great, you know? Oh, it's already, like, even comparing this year to last year, mm. There's yeah. so much more for people to see because there's just more and more good yeah. games coming out every day Absolutely. or every every year. I mean, last year in Gold Coast was probably a, a test scenario. You know, they were testing the waters and if they got a good enough response, even though it's up on the Gold Coast and you don't really have that catchment area yeah. of, uh, of people to, to, you know, consumers that want to play games. Yeah. Um, they felt, yeah, they felt they had enough 
to come down to Sydney and yeah, and bigger fan and, yeah. and obviously it's worked. So yeah. hats off to them. It's a job. it's a good spot. Lots of people are complaining. Oh, why is it? Why isn't it staying at the Gold Coast or why isn't it coming to Melbourne? And it's like, yeah. well, Sydney's pretty central. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of yeah. You, know. you can't keep everyone happy. I mean, we know that. From yeah. Even I work on DC animated, you know, movies and stuff as well for the DVDs and Blu-rays and. We put a screening on in Sydney, and everyone complains. Oh, why are you bringing it to Brisbane? Why not? You know, it's like yeah. come on, love to, man. national tour. Yeah, <laughs> we'd love to, but you know, we just it's, uh, having the resources to do it, and yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it's just not that easy. So, um, try and keep everyone happy as best you can. But you know, I think there's a lot of interstate people that have come down. I've spoken to people that have come down from the Central Coast, from the Gold Coast. People from Perth, even there's yeah. around lots of people from Adelaide. Exactly. So this is what I'm talking about. You know, there's the fanaticism out there. It's yeah. Just having. Having uh, you know, so many events have tried and failed, but this one's been a, a winner. So yeah, yeah good. definitely. Um, getting back to games, yeah. uh, like Injustice, we mentioned. It's yep. so there's a pretty big line of people trying to get into that pretty much all weekend. It's been quite popular. Yeah, it has, and it's been really cool. Uh, there's been we've also seen like there's been a Joker walking around, and there's been a Batman and Superman walking yeah. around. So they all queued up, and we got heaps of photos with them. But the queue, the lineup's been solid. You know, there's some titles out there for other companies that have had huge lines, and mm-hmm. ours has been big enough without it being unmanageable. So yeah, people, yeah. people have had we've had enough stations. And so like, people yeah, can get luckily, through and yeah, play luckily it, yeah. with a game like Injustice, uh, you know, it's a fighting game. So you could have two or three or four rounds of fighting, and you've probably seen enough to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't got that much. There's only a limited number of characters that have yeah. been announced so far, so you can only kind of switch between limited Superman, demo, but you get the idea of it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so the turnover is pretty quick, which is great, which is a, you know, helps us. Whereas yeah. people get on some of the other games, no names mentioned, but you know they just want to sit there for hours, and it makes it hard for other people to get. Yeah, on. But, exactly. But you know, churning yeah. people through. Yeah. But injustice, like, the response has been fantastic. Like people, yeah. people love it. They know the, his- the heritage has come from the creators of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously the best Mortal Kombat merged with the DC universe, which you know, yeah, there's a lot awesome. of people love fan. it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of DC fans out there. And we found that through my role, just uh, and I, you know, I work on home video as well. Yeah, but it's, it's a similar scenario. There's a lot of unearthed DC fans out in Australia, and yeah. trying to uni- unite them is something that we're constantly um, trying to do. I'm hoping Green Lantern's in the game because he's my favourite. Could be. I would say he probably is. Uh, he could be. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, just, just suffice to say, yeah, look, there's, there's a lot more. I mean, you you can see all the empty spaces in the character lineup when you play yeah, the exactly. game. So there's, there's all those that we filled. So yeah. I can't even tell you how many that is off the top of my head, but. Yeah, I mean, a lot and a lot of different arenas and everything, multi-tiered arenas for fighting and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and just sorry before I get to that, um, you know, if you look through the DC, I've got a DC comics encyclopedia. Yeah, uh, which is very handy for me to have on my desk. Yeah, it's for it's It's for work. I swear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) people come in and I'm just kind of flicking through the pages like, do you do any work? No. Yeah, I'm um, researching characters for Injustice. Yeah, exactly. So there's hundreds in there. So uh, something that Ed Boon touched on yesterday is that you know, how do you choose which ones you want in the game? And there's so many that he'd love to have in there that you probably just don't have room for some, yeah, exactly. some incredibly quirky DC Comics characters out there but it, you know there's, there's also a lot of you know ones that fans uh, characters that fans are constantly pushing for so yeah it's yeah. good to hear they're getting yeah, they're, they're, uh, you know, NetherRealm are all about listening to community feedback for yeah. Mortal Kombat in particular, but also for DC Comics. And you got those equal equal amounts of fanatics out there that want certain characters in there, so yeah. they take it all on board. And if it's something they can bring into it, then yeah. 
Yeah. So I skipped your question. Yeah, you know, multi-tier arenas and all the environmental stuff in it. It's yeah, exactly. Because so, a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's just reskin Mortal Kombat, and it's like, well, no, nah, go play it. And not try at all. It's not a completely at all. different experience. I mean, you know, to think that guys as experienced uh, as they are at NetherRealm to take a game and just sort of skin it as DC, it's yeah. it crazy. Ed's a very, very, Ed and his team are very, very talented. Um, they've worked really closely with DC Comics. Um, yep. they've, they've reimagined a lot of the characters, given them new, you know, it, uniforms. There's a very deep storyline that goes with it, which hasn't been announced, which kind of explains, you know, why can Superman be beaten by the likes of Nightwing or something. But there's, yeah. there's a deep, you know, Ed was saying that we haven't unveiled a lot of the, that information, but stay tuned, you know, yeah. these guys are expert script writers. And, yeah, well, you can tell from yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I mean, Ed, Ed was talking to the fact that, you know, whilst you don't have fatalities in the game, there might be some other things that they're going to unveil, which are ways in which each fight finishes, which yeah. is kind of really cool and cinematic. And um, The super moves as well. Are yeah, the super moves have incredible. been introduced. Um, you know, there's a wager system which is, has been introduced. That is a pretty interesting yeah. model. And, you know, and you see the super moves, and they're so awesome and over the top. You know, the Flash, you know, runs a, around the world. Yeah, does a circle of the globe and then comes and beats, you know, beats the hell out of the. <laughs> you'd, you'd be gone. Yeah. A guy did that against me while I was playing it, and you would think that if the Flash was running that fast, you'd fly pretty far from being punched, but I suppose he does catch you and punch you back again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But, you know, to say that, um, Say that it's just reskin Mortal Kombat, you know. It's, it's, I don't think it's very accurate at all. Yeah. I mean, all, at the end of the day, it's a fighting game, so there's a lot of similarities between all fighting games. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, uh, two people fighting each other. So it's yeah. how you know they, they think long and hard about how they can enhance that experience, and, and not just appeal to casual DC fans and, and casual gamers, but also to those core core gamers that want the little you know the secret moves that are yeah. not as obvious as they would be to the casual gamer. So they've worked you know, really hard, and the product's looking great. So from the media demonstration we had uh, on Friday, I mean, uh, it was full of nothing but praise. You couldn't get yeah, exactly. you couldn't get people off the game. Yeah. So it was all, all I've heard from people was like, what, what's your favorite game or what are your favorite games? And a lot of them are saying Injustice looks amazing. Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah, that's, that's our hero title for, for this show, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're very proud of that. You do have another few titles to yeah. show though. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, we've got, we've got a, you know, we're trying to cater for all the audiences. So we've got a, a kind of a, a display of our most recent and upcoming Lego titles. You know, yeah, Lego, Lego Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lego, the, um, the voiceovers. Yeah, so, so Lego Lord of the Rings has been a, I mean, well, so the Lego games in general have a huge success for us. Yeah, I mean, highly popular. Kids and families just absolutely love them. So starting off with, um, you know, some, some of the previously released titles, we've got Lego Harry Potter Years 5 to 7 playable, and yeah. there's kids on that all the time. Um, there's uh, Lego Batman 2 DC... DC superheroes, um, which was released you know, Not four, three or four yeah, months ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a good Huge one. success for us as well. So that's the first time in a game, Lego game that the minifigs actually talk. So in the past, you know, they just you know don't talk and they mimic with their hands and stuff. So that's the first one. That's the first one with an open world environment as well. So you could you could wander out through Gotham and uh, and uh, Metropolis as well. Yeah. So and then that's moving on to Lego Lord of the Rings, which incorporates all three films from the trilogy. Yeah. And again, that same kind of tongue-in-cheek humor, like a, yeah. a funny spin on the Lord of the Rings universe. And yes, as you said, you know, it has all the correct actual dialogue from the films. Yeah. Plus extra for the you know the silly kind of scenes that they want to throw in themselves. So, yeah, little jokes and stuff yeah. that Lego do. Yeah, so we've also got, like, you know, I spent a week beforehand putting together the actual Lego set 
toy set for, for Helm's Deep. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. fun. So people walk in my office and say, why are you building Lego? Well, we've got to <laughs> have my it on job, display. Right? Yeah, we work really closely with Lego. So. Yeah, what about the big Gandalf statue? Yeah, we were, yeah. Did you guys that? Or did no, 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 we have, to, we have to purchase that from... I don't know which country it came from, but it's somewhere in Europe. Uh, and yeah, it costs a lot of money. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, so it's kind of, I think it's about six foot tall. Yeah. Um, and it's a Lego Gandalf, in case anyone hasn't seen it, but you can kind of Google it and, and yeah. have a look. Oh, there'll be a picture on, yeah. on the side. So of the people have been taking photos of it all the yeah. whole time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, you know, that, that's, uh, that's gathered a lot of attention for the game, and we've been showing the Battle of Helm's Deep level, um, which, uh, yeah. People just love it. There's a lot of fans for a lot of things out there. And yeah, exactly. So we're very happy to, uh, to have that for people to play, and you know, there's been cues for that the whole time as well. Yeah. Um, other titles we've got, so... The Wii U titles as well. Wii U, which is great, because this is the first time well, our three Wii U titles, uh, which will be a, a available at launch, um, are playable in Australia. So that's Batman Arkham City Armored Edition. Yep. And then you've got Scribble Noughts Unlimited. Yeah. Two titles, two franchises that are just been Supremely so, yeah. so successful for yeah, us. Yeah, very know, successful. Yeah, very cool. Um, and uh, Game Party Champions, uh, which is kind of a family, family, family yeah, yeah. game. You know, they always sell, sell, sell themselves. Um, and then we've got a series of beta titles on display as well, including, again, Lego Lord of the Rings. And um, Spy Hunter, there's a, really, a new version of Spy Hunter coming out, which is yeah. available on the Vita and the 3DS. So, and, oh, and the final one we've got is Harry Potter Connect, which is you know very much probably not for your audience, but uh, it's very much for. It might be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Well, yeah, it's for the gamers with kids. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's my brother um, Lucas that yeah. I do the site with. He's he's got kids and they. Oh right, yeah. They like Perfect. to get amongst that kind yeah, of thing. So if you've got a Connect, it's actually really good fun. I took it on the road uh, to a couple of media in Sydney and. Um, I was really surprised actually how much fun we had with it because at the end of each level, you know, it's actually been recording you the whole time and it plays back uh -huh. your movements and you're yeah, sitting there watching right. yourself going, oh no, turn it off, please, so on. But it's actually really competitive. So, um, yeah, so, so we've had that uh, and yeah, it's been a lot, a lot of people wanting to play that as yeah, well. So, good. all in all, yeah, it's, um, we're quite happy with our lineup this year. Next year's going to be even bigger uh, without being able to give away. Too much, but um, yeah. well, this year your lollipop chainsaw was fantastic. Yeah, lollipop chainsaw was was a big success for what for what it is. You know, it's a it's, it's kind of a niche title. You know, if you like yeah. Japanese anime and um, pop culture kind of yeah, stuff. Pop, yeah, yeah, exactly, pop culture. We saw a few cosplay people dressed as uh, dressed as uh, Juliet from lollipop chainsaw. Um, yeah, oh, it sold, sold really well. Um, as I said, it's quite niche, and you know, it. Suited 51 is pretty. Suited 51 is pretty random. He is. Actually, I saw him at East when I was at E3, and he's just such a happy guy. Like, yeah. I, I sort of, sort of, when I walked past him, said, "Hey, Suited, how are you going?" And every time I walked past him, I high fived him, and he just loved it. He's like, "Yeah." Nice one. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was, it was a real success for us. Yeah, we were, we were happy with the result. All right. Well, thanks for your time. No worries. Appreciate it, and um, yeah, enjoy the rest of today, and. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything. Much, uh, happy to be a part of it, and thanks for your time. All right, thanks. So that was Joel Graham. Pretty good interview, if you ask me. If you liked it, let me know. Um, a couple more things I just want to mention quickly. There was a panel. Ladies in Gaming, run by Geek Bomb. It 
uh, included a bunch of different representatives of the games industry who are females. It's on YouTube. There will be a link to check it out. It's an hour long. There'll be a link to check it out with this post. So make sure you have a watch because it's actually really interesting. And they're all amazing women and awesome at what they do. Um, and at some as point... As in like being women or as in other stuff? Hey? As what, in being awesome. women? No, they're awesome at doing what they do in the industry. Just, okay, cool. Really cool. Um, and at some point in this episode, you will have heard a bumper by Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, because I bailed him up and asked him to do a bumper for us. So I hope... I bet you were the only one. <laughs> well, he said that... He said Mario says that Dropbow Gaming is his favorite. And that's obviously 100% legitimate. So... Cool. If you don't like... You should have killed him right after that. So that was his last words. <laughs> He's <laughs> a really humble guy, and he's very very he's very grateful for the opportunities that he's had for doing the voice of Mario and all that. So, very cool guy. If you ever get the chance to meet him, do it. So now, wrap up. Are we yes. wrapping? We're wrapping what? up now. Oh. We have this question, which is part of the wrap up, uh, by Clyro. Clyro? Hey. hey. Correct way to say your name. That's right. Do you guys agree with the EBX award results? If so or not, why? And who would you have given it to? So the winners were most anticipated game, Halo 4. Agree or disagree? Uh, are they asking us personally? Is that what he wants? Yeah, sure. Well, I wasn't there. So. No, but like, do you think yeah. Halo 4 would have been an anticipated game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but for all the um, wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It would have been most anticipated because it's Halo, but not because people played it and now want to own it. Yeah, yeah, and and that, that's actually and that's probably true. And that's not at all saying making any kind of statement on the game. The no. game's really great. The, but, uh, yeah. the most anticipated thing it was um, the voting ended for most anticipated game on the Thursday beforehand. Ah, so it was what you were most looking forward to seeing. I guess. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, Halo 4, awesome. Uh, we'll skip the next one because that's lame. Best game publisher booth, Warner Brothers. I'll say, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Although Ubisoft's giant double-decker bus was pretty cool. Me too. Best EB live presentations, Ubisoft. Uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed trailers are pretty fucking cool. And playthrough. Oh, they were doing a, a run-through. Sorry, I'm going to be quick here. They were doing a, a play walkthrough and... Um, in the in the wilderness in Assassin's Creed, you can run around and you can fucking kill wildlife. Oh, like Lara Croft. Yeah, just like Lara Croft. And um, he he killed a bear, and then he killed a baby bear by accident. And then he goes, but it's okay because he was going to grow up to be a big bear, guys. So it's okay. <laughs> no worry. Oh, is that is that how it's justified these days? Well, that's how he justified it because he didn't say anything, killed a fucking baby bear because <laughs> it was well, then playthrough. That's totally undeserving, in my opinion. So, no, I disagree with that verdict. Mm, I don't know. There's sometimes when uh, you, know, you go to like a daycare or something and you just look at little kids and. Uh... <laughs> and you're probably going to grow up to be a real asshole. Exactly. Because <laughs> you're that's male. Right. <laughs> to be honest, the PlayStation presentation was pretty good as well. Can someone mute her? <laughs> Before she speaks the truth again. <laughs> Kendall, who did the um, 
interview earlier, he came out to do the PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale in the PlayStation presentations, and they got four people up from the crowd to play the game and verse each other, and the winner scored a free PlayStation. So, And they did that like four times throughout the weekend. So that's pretty cool. But wow. anyway... Yeah, like at least they... see they're obviously worth fucking nothing if they're just giving them away. <laughs> um, game, show, game of show media selection, Injustice Gods Among Us. I voted for Assassin's Creed Three, but I'll pay that because Injustice is awesome. And game of show by public selection was Assassin's Creed Three, which I obviously agree with. And that is the there question answered. So we're not really answering whether we care or not because none of us were there. Yeah. Um, so try to suck less next time, guys. Uh, yeah. And that's it for today. Give it a go. Yeah. So we are going to wrap up now. Um, we've put you through enough, we think. Thanks for joining um, us. Yes. It's been our pleasure to have you. Um, yeah. I was going to make a joke, but you see the funny side Should of that. Finish with a joke um, anyway. Um, <laughs> that's, that's your mum laughing. That's my mum laughing. Yeah. She had a great time. Yeah. See? <laughs> okay. Now you need to tell us. Look at that. Can you think of one on the fly? It's a joke on the fly. Yep. Wow. I just, Flight's I pretty small, man. It's hard to get a joke on one. Exactly. <laughs> That's not the joke we're ending. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, dear. Uh, I could, but it, it's either going to be extremely racist, extremely sexist, or a mix of both, and it's going to have the C word in it. So I'll probably have to pass. I could, I could tell a joke. I'd hate to if... see you in a business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I, I have a that. joke that we could end the show on. Okay. As such, might chuckle people. Chuckle people. So I don't chuckle people. I don't know. It's a verb. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> as the joke goes, I went to buy my child a spider, but when I got to the pet shop, I saw the price and thought, "Bugger that! I can get one cheaper off the web." Ah, that was terrible, <laughs> dude. Really sorry. Anyway, that's been another show, number 38. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was glad to be here. And uh, I would like to say a big thank you to the rest of my crew. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. No problem. I'd like to say yeah. actually a quick shout-out to the New Game Plus people, Channel 31 in Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne at 10.30 p.m. on a Monday night, this New Game Plus TV show. They um, helped me have a very good time while I was in Sydney and made me not feel like a lonely person who knows nobody. So much appreciated. Nice. Uh, so there you go. Yep. I'm sure we could do shout-outs for a long time, but uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up there. So thanks for listening. Thanks again, guys, for uh, being on the show with us. And thank you to everybody that was on an interview and everybody who talked to Matt at EB Games. And thanks to my mum for the uh, – for the, <laughs> making me feel it. a little bit strange, actually. Yeah. She's sitting there laughing at me. She's not even watching TV anymore. <laughs> don't, don't, don't forget to you can uh, you can have a PlayStation Plus trial code. Email us podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Follow us on Twitter at dropbeargaming, facebook.com slash dropbeargaming. Like us and all that crap. Sweet. Word to your mothers. Stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream's back with a brand new frozen flavour. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> awesome. <laughs> right. See you guys. Gotcha.